0: back, everyone, to another episode of the Journey to the Top podcast, the show where we follow people's journeys to reaching their goals. My name is Juan Carlos. And I'm the other Juan. And today we have a really amazing episode. This one's a big treat for us, for me and Juan, uh, to be able to <laughs> to be able to get this individual here with us today. Uh, we're super blessed today. We have our buddy Mondo on the podcast. Say hi, you. Mondo. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. We're, so we're going to get into his story, um, the amazing things that he's uh, going to do, but also that he's been doing uh, within these past uh, couple of years um, with his work. So we're going to get into that right now.
1: But before we get to any of the good stuff, just a reminder of where you can find this podcast. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Google Play and Google Podcasts. And in the works for all you people out there who have Spotify. Yes, you heard correctly. We are going to be on Spotify sometime this week in the month. Just wait on it. Big things are coming. Um, We are also on the social media. Of course, we got to keep up with with everyone out there. Find us on Instagram at Journey to the Top Podcast, and there you'll find a link to all our other social media platforms, as well as our own personal accounts. Give us a follow, give us a shout out, let us know what you think about it, and share it with your friends.
0: Yeah, definitely. So keep an eye out for Spotify. As Juan says, let's get into the good stuff. So today we have our buddy Mondo here. We're super excited to have him on the podcast. And basically the reason why, why we had him on, or we asked him to come on, was Juan and I had been kind of making a list of... Individuals that we know personally that are either on a journey or have been on a journey, or uh, specifically people that really inspire us, like in what they're doing with their life. And Mondo was on that list from the very beginning. Definitely. And um, yeah. I think um, he, and made nah. he made the cut. He made the cut. But I think just our, our history, and uh, I mean, we've we've known you for so long. now like here in the youth ministry, and the, we talk about being in youth group. Mondo's was in youth ministry before even I got in. Same. Um, So, uh, yeah, just building up that history and that camaraderie and just kind of growing up, you know, from teenage years now into young adulthood, Mondo's always been here, you know, um, and just kind of what he's doing with his life. And we're super excited. So thank you for saying yes, man. I know this summer is such a crazy time for you and you have so much going on and especially just starting by the end of this week. I mean, you have things going on. So thanks for taking the time to to sit down with us. We really appreciate it, man.
2: No, no, the pleasure is all mine. Um. Wow, with an introduction like that.
0: <laughs> who are you talking about? Who yeah. is this? No, for sure. But um, So let's just start. Uh, for those people out there that don't know um, who you are, give them a quick little, the quick two-minute bio kind of who you are, kind of how you grew up, and all the good stuff. Yeah, well, um,
2: I've been here at St. Jokums for, whew, I want to say, for half my life already. I just turned 30 this month. Yeah, well, I've been here at St. Chokom's for as long as I can remember. Um, my mom, very devout Catholic, and she had me come to, to church, but, you know, just like most of us, we kind of just went with emotions, and it's like, oh, okay, I'm Catholic, because my mom was Catholic, and she kind of fell into that into that loop, but not until I was into my early teens that I realized, hey, you know, like, I, I can choose this for me, and I choose to be Catholic, and, wow, that was about 15 years ago, to say, and, yeah, it's from there, I've just started to say, okay, God, how can I serve you? Where can I serve you? And it kind of gets started from, the small aspects and it just got kind of not necessarily bigger, but it just kind of, uh, expanded to the point where I've started serving him, uh, outside of Madeira, and I'm really excited and to see where, all right, let's see where we can go.
0: Yeah. I think, um, how I said kind of earlier, I, I kind of shared my story is like, I came into youth ministry when I was 14 at that time, you were, you had been here for probably a couple of months working yeah. or a year, maybe at the most.
2: Yeah, roughly, um, I think we, we've done, we we did the same, reach, not the same retreat, but the same uh, group. I think I did it about a year before you did. Yeah. So it was like, well, it was my first time serving and yeah. very, you know, up and, all right, let's do, yeah. let's do this, let's get stuff done. And then I remember you, oh man, you
0: had long hair. Oh Dude. my goodness. Yeah. You uh, wouldn't believe it now looking at me, but yeah, I had the, the long rocker hair and stuff yeah, like that. I but. was like... I can say that was, I've known you for half my life. That's crazy. Yeah. No, for real. Yeah. Because I came in when I was 14. So yeah, half my life. That's crazy. Oh my goodness. That's
2: my age in perspective.
1: (laughs) Well, I came when I was 16. That's like, you guys are already what? We were 20s. We were in our 20s already. Yeah. Oh wow. That's true. I I think that's where I I met you at because you, I don't, at the time you were working for CCD, right? Oh yeah. So I came here doing hours and I, this guy seems pretty cool. To be honest, although this guy's too nice oh uh. i always know you as a <laughs> you're apologizing and like, why oh i'm sorry i was like oh no nah, but it's cool I'm, I'm really glad i met you because through those hours and through your example i actually ended up staying i think i mentioned it to you uh when i finished my for those of you guys who don't know confirmation i had to do 90 hours i got them all done but i started enjoying the youth groups to the point that i got a fake uh not a fake but i got another hour sheet just, no way <laughs> just to do them Ooh, i think you caught me in the act and you're like hey what, aren't you done with your hours and i'm like yeah but they don't know <laughs> and you were like oh that's when you told me that either you do it because you want to or either you're real you're in or you're pretty much like kind of you told me to step up my game like oh either you're you're gonna man up or not just stop doing this you know and right then and there i went to confession and this is where i am uh, it started there you know so i think because of your example you planted a seed i am really grateful i think I'm really grateful for you, Wando.
2: Oh, oh my goodness! Hey. No,
1: thanks for to God. Because
2: um, that doesn't sound like me. <laughs> it's nah. definitely Holy Spirit working through me, and yeah, no, I, I, I definitely say the same for you. Oh, man, um, we're gonna be doing compliment drive-bys right now. Those <laughs> <most laughs> days, but, but no, most definitely. Um, you know, you you can't give what you don't have, and you guys definitely have given me that. So it just goes in full circle. You know, that's the great i, thing I totally see
0: it. that it's, it's such a thing of like y- you grab on to what other people give out and then in the same way you don't realize but it transforms you and then those people take stuff away from you that you didn't even know that you were emitting whatever that is you know what i mean and um yeah it's just been it's been so cool just to like i said for us literally to grow up around each other and um let's get into the nitty-gritty uh, as they say in nacho libre um, <laughs> <laughs> we were just watching that recently yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, shout out to Father Sergio. I know you listen to this, but, uh, <laughs> he hates that movie, what? yeah, because yeah, he's, he's it makes a bad depiction of uh, religious lifestyle. So it's like, but I'm like, it's a comedy, Jack <laughs> it's a joke, it's a joke, yeah. you know, like, but anyways, um, uh, yeah, so the big uh reason why we wanted to get into this is because, um, within the last couple of years, I could say, I don't, has it been the last like 6 7 years maybe how long have you been doing missionary work
2: oh since i was baptized pretty much <laughs> yeah. yeah but um to be honest uh yeah it's been roughly almost that a little bit longer but it it's as you guys mentioned you know, it's definitely been a journey but
0: can't really give it a concrete number now when i think about it yeah yeah cuz i think that that's one thing is that we talk about in our faith of like you know go out and preach to all the nations and do all that and i think when we think missionaries we always think of like people yeah. leaving the country or maybe uh if you have like missionary priests or you know people doing um uh what it's called like think mission- about Mother teresa yeah yeah yeah, long yeah. Story short, yeah 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 Yeah. you know what i mean and our so countries and stuff being from such a small town um i think sometimes our view can get kind of skewed because we're like we're used to the priests we have here we're used to the community we Smaller have it doesn't really change you know um so to hear like oh there's people you know, like I think of the sisters, like the sisters that are here, they're from Spain, right? So they're missionary, literally they're missionary. They left their country to come here. Um, but to know people that are actually like taking time out of their life to go, like it was super cool. Because I was like, oh, dang, like I like my buddy like does that. You know what I mean? And how, how did you come to in the beginning, like deciding to even go try it? Like, how were you introduced to I mean, obviously, like introduced, I guess, to the faith. Right. But like like what came up in your head or what spawned the idea of like. I think this might be something I might like to go do or when did that spark happen?
2: You know, uh it's one of those things that especially when you read about the saints, they had these pivotal moments in their lives where they said, yeah, that's exactly what I'm called to do. I I can honestly say I didn't have one of those. I I didn't have a a, a Saul riding on a horse and Jesus knocking him down or God knocking him down telling him like, "Hey, I need you to do this." it, as you you mentioned, it it definitely came up, uh, it was a process, and it still is. It's definitely still a journey. But if I can give it a concrete answer, or at least pinpoint it somewhere, I definitely have to bring it back to the saints. Um, A lot of the saints, when you read about their lives, in hindsight, they see their lives, and it's like, wow, that's great. But I bet you at the moment when they were living out their lives as missionaries, they Didn't think that they would have this huge influence on so many people years later, but then I remember reading, especially about Saint Damian of Molokai, and it's like, wow, this guy, you know, he gave. And every time you read about the saints, at least I read about him, I was like, yeah, you know, this is this is this is intriguing because I think we all have this desire to go out and to travel, especially coming from a small town, Madeira. We really want to see everything, and we want to do everything. I remember back in middle school. One of my dreams was like to go to Tokyo or to go to Japan. It was one of those things. And, you know, um, more than 15 years later. Now, I've never been. But it's because like it's the destination of the travel is not the means. Now it's just because God's calling me to go further out, not because of the travel part, but because he wants me to serve. So just little by little, I think it all just began here. It began here in Madeira. Um Whatever I can do here. And then it slowly just became a ripple effect. Okay, what I can do here, how much further can I go? And it just kept stretching. And, yeah, the Holy Spirit just kept inviting, and in. it was a tug in my heart, and I couldn't say no.
1: That's crazy because I think I've mentioned it to you before. Um, I think all of our friends have at least at one point have had a missionary trip, you know, whether they've gone to Haiti, whether they've gone to Royal DSA, or in your case, you've gone to Chile, right? Oh, yeah. And you, yeah. Were, you went to retreats in New York or whatever. Uh, for me, for whatever reason, I know I'm, I'm a missionary. It's my baptism. I don't know. I guess it's it's a calling. The way that you're excited, it's the calling. Not everyone has it, or some of us do, and we don't answer the calling. It's like a call. I'm going to just forward this call. But at least for me, I don't know why. Um, I don't, like, it's cool and everything, but it's just not my thing. It's not something I would want to do. And just to hear how passionate you are about it is really, like, inspiring. Like, what is it about doing missionary work that gets you so passionate like what that drives you you know so i think for me and probably our listeners out there hearing this is just like if they're like me i'm just like wow this guy's really passionate about it. It's, it's something amazing to see what passion can do like it it even like oh maybe i don't think it's for me but the fact that he is so passionate about it i'm i might look into it obviously because a certain circumstance it's gonna have to be here in the states you, all of my people know why that would be you know but i just amazing because you don't see missionary workers oh i'm gonna go over there and travel and chill and it's and it's just like no i'm gonna it's just pretty much the way it's just when you move a picture from a house you move it put it in another house it's the same thing same mondo just different location different thing i think that's what's really really inspiring really amazing and we don't see that often especially you're 30 but you're still young man nobody people that are your age would rather just you know get money get a job and chill start settling down yeah
2: Oh, you know, and that's that's the beauty about it, though, because, like, when we talk about mission, you know, I, I know that we talked about this a little bit earlier, the, the most of the people that inspired me to go on mission are actually a lot of people here, domestic, you know, here in the domestic church, you know, I see a lot of families, I see a lot of people here, uh, here at Griffin Hall, you know, the, the unsung heroes, so to speak, you know, the people that are kind of, is uh, kind of in in the hiding away, you know, it's you guys, you know, it. it takes a great deal of not necessarily how much you do but how much love you put into it and like as i always mention like the domestic church like the the church at home the the place here not necessarily just the church but just home bring builds the seeds to send you off for like if i if i didn't have home i couldn't be out there at all
0: like there's no way yeah I think that's a a big thing. I I was in a really similar situation to Juan's like outlook on it. But in 2016, I actually went on a mission trip to Haiti, right? Um, I never would have thought that I would have ever done anything like that. Right. And I really do believe it's one of those things where they say like, God doesn't call the ready. He readies the called. Right. So it's like, it's, it's so funny when you have your own plans, like and like God has this funny way of being like, uh, uh-huh, so fun. like you thought, like, oh, <laughs> you yeah. thought this was going to happen, but really this is what I want for you. You know? And that's what happened that summer because they had brought it up to me and I was just kind of like, yeah, yeah, we'll see. You know, I, I had plans for the summer. Uh, and then, um, they were like, uh, sister Anna Rosa actually was like, Hey, uh, we actually need people to go. Like, can you go, let me know within a week. And I was like, Oh snap. I, I just kind of let God do his thing and I'm really happy that that happened because I learned so much about myself out there. People, when they think of missionary work sometimes, they always think of like all the things that they can do for the other people, right? Or like all the things that they can give, whether it's money, whether it's clothes, whether it's, you know, and yes, that's important. But like at the core of it, really, you learn so much about what those individuals do for you and they completely change you. I was only there for maybe two and a half weeks, but like working with those kids and some of the adults like, Give me a completely different outlook on life and just kind of how I want to see things and how I value like relationships, like all those kinds of things. Right. Um, But I would have never gotten there if I didn't go. And I thought I was over here going to be like helping teach English or something like that. But really, they taught me a lot more um, than whatever I gave to them, you know, that summer. And I'm sure you've been on many mission trips you know throughout the world you've been all over the world would you say that that's that's pretty accurate of your experiences like when you went out there that you took away a lot more than maybe you felt that you gave oh yeah if anything if i can
2: uh just pinpoint it to something that's tangible it'd be like a mirror you know it mirrors our humanity when i go to a different country it yeah you have your barriers language etc but Deep down in its core, I'm looking at my person, you know, I'm looking at this person and saying, hey, you know, like I know you and you know me. Deep at our root, it's definitely like Jesus is in you and you're in me. And, then, like, you serve Christ I'm in there. It's it's just an encounter with God just when you're with, in that place. There is that trap, you know, where you can go in, especially coming from, a you know, living in here in the United States, that we can go in and think we have the Savior Complex, thinking that we can go and uh, fix things. But, again, we're going into a country that, we're not familiar with the concepts or so. We, we can have simple answers, but it necessarily doesn't resolve anything because you know, in the end I, I can, you know, as, as you mentioned, you can go to Haiti, but you're not from Haiti and you're, but in the end you, you're, you're a part of that person. You're part of the people and you, you want to just be, I think one of the biggest gifts you can give someone is just to be present with them where they're at. And, uh, Jesus is a great example of that when you read that in the gospels, yeah. He met people exactly where they were. at. And in the end they came out differently. And you know, just cuz you know he was Jesus, but when we do that, we come out differently too.
0: Definitely. What was your first um what was your first mission that you went out to and how long were you there and were you, did you go with an organization? Did you just pick yourself up and like throw a dart at the map and be like I'm going to go here and <laughs> like
2: <laughs> um well I'd say like the first overseas mission was definitely in India. It kind of just started like the way you mentioned. It, it was just one of those things where for many years, I well, the oblets have a seminary in India. And what they do is they get funds for children that are there. You know, any child, uh, whether they're Catholic, they're Hindu, Muslim, any child that's out there, they try to find sponsors for them here in the States. And, you know, it's $20 a month. That's nothing. Um, and I decided to sponsor a little girl from there, and we would, I would write to her, and, and then she would write back, and then we'd send pictures. You know, it's it's something that you commonly see here in the states, and it's a really beautiful thing. And I thought one of these days, I spoke to one of the priests out there, Father Varghese, and I said, you know, I'm gonna go visit out there because I was also sponsoring. They had a what was called a boys' home. It was a a, a house where the where the boys would stay through seminary. You know, and not just that, but it was just a, when they would go and study, they couldn't go back home. They had to stay there and they had a house there, and et cetera. So I, I wanted to check that out as well and just to see where, not that I didn't trust the hoblets, but I wanted to see the fruits of just the financial help. And I really wanted to meet the the young girl I was sponsoring, to really meet her in face-to-face. So I remember emailing Father Varghese. I've never met him, like, in person. I didn't even know how he looked like. So I remember getting going, you know, he said, yes, actually, first time he said he, I couldn't one time cause it was monsoon season and it was just really dangerous. So I had to wait another summer. So then when I went, I remember I got to the airport and I was like, okay, which one of these guys, father be? because <laughs> I'm just going to jump to, to any car and be like, Hey, are you father? But I remember he had this little tiny like index card size. It said Armando and I was like, all right, who else is going to be Armando? All right. And yeah, sure enough, it was him. And it was this, uh, it was about roughly about 2 3 weeks almost a month and i remember oh man as as if it was yesterday it, it was this uh, incredible month like i can i can still smell like the spice in the air in in kerala like it was just this uh, beautiful place and one of the things i regret was not staying there longer uh, i was able to meet the children from the boys home i was able to meet all the seminari- seminarians oh my goodness there's a lot you know, I got to meet all the all the oblets out there, all the people. And I got to meet the young girl, Shadi that I was sponsoring and built a really strong friendship with her and her family. And we still continue this friendship to this day. And they, the fact that I was able to, you know, she, she's studying to be a teacher, so the fact that I was able to help her in one small way to do that, and it really meant a lot to be able to see that, you know. And, again, I wish I could have stayed there longer. I think one of the things that make an authentic relationship well, authentic is the time you know that you give and uh i wish i can go back hopefully god willing who knows you know god give me more life yeah, I definitely
1: will how do you keep that going if i you understand me because obviously after a while i don't know if, if like anything sure i want to do this and it's i'm passionate about it but if you don't feed that passion it goes away so you like how do you continuously feed your passion of missionary work
2: Oh, yeah. I, I think that just happens. I think it's in our nature when that occurs. When we're in one place, sometimes we look at the other side and say, oh, man, what if? And then once you're on the other side, you think of the other place, and you're oh, what if? You know, we're never content in that sense, right? Um, I think one of the greatest things you can do or just, I, I can say it's a grace. Um, I came back not too long ago, and I decided to finish school, and I came to school, and I was thinking, okay, I'm going to, I've done as much as I could going overseas mission. I'm going to finish school. I'm going to get a job that's going to be able to financially help these other organizations. That's how I'm going to serve and give my time. And that's great because when I was out on mission, that's what I depended on as well. A lot of the financial help from these different companies, from people. I couldn't do it without their help. So I thought to myself, I'm going to do that for other people. But while I finished school and I was looking for the job, that was still that tug. Something that was telling me that you know, God wasn't done with me. He wanted me to go overseas mission again. And I remember actually having a conversation with you, Juan Carlos, about that. We just felt this restlessness. So I think that's the beauty of it. Again, like God didn't knock me off a horse and tell me, this is what you have to do. He gives us that freedom. Uh, The fact that he doesn't tell me that concretely or coherently to do this is the freedom to say, well, you're free to do what you want. And all I want to do is serve him. And to me, the best way I can serve Him is through people, and, and I, I definitely not, not only do I get closer to God, but like, I'm able to, to just build within that, that passion to, to uh, try to reflect God whenever I'm out of the country, and just put in that uh, vulnerability, you know, that dependency, and not that that doesn't happen here, but I think that that definitely uh, is the fruits of... I always tell myself, like, that's the only way I know, like, by the grace of God, I'm going to heaven, right? <laughs> Become more like a child, and definitely overseas mission work puts me in that place. It it humbles you.
0: How do you know, like, I'm sure there's people listening that are thinking, okay, how how do you know if you're being called to a certain thing? whatever it may be, you know what I mean? Because, uh, cause you, you talked about earlier about like feeling the tug or feeling, you know, like that. Like, how did you know that maybe this was you being pulled to a certain way? Cause I think people, they, they read like, you know, whether it's like Bible verses or just like stories, right. Where something really extravagant happens or something really crazy happens and then boom, it's kind of dropped on them. Right. Um, like this is your mission, blah, 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 like Neo in the matrix or something, you know <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like, like in, we know in real life that that's not, you know, how it happens. So like, how do you know, or maybe what are some better ways that you can get yourself to the point where I guess you can just hear like a calling or a message or things like that. Cause there might be people out there being like, well, I feel called to go this way, but maybe I'm interested in this thing or, you know, I don't really know what to do. And you know, like what would you say to people like that? Like what would be your advice for them? Yeah. Like on discernment basically.
2: Well, when it comes to overseas mission, I, I don't know how easy it is to put it, but as you mentioned earlier, like if you don't do it, you won't know. When it comes to other callings and vocations, you know, you might not have that same accessibility or even that same opportunity to say, okay, well, I'm going to try it if it doesn't work. But with overseas missions, there's thousands of organizations. You can go for a summer. You can go for years. I do recommend going for a long period of time because, again, how do you build authentic friendships and relationships? It takes time. Right, just like like anything else, but I would say that we're we're very blessed to live in a country where we can do that, where we're given an opportunity. I remember, you know, finishing school, I have the loans with it, right, and I wanted to do overseas mission again. And I remember talking to a really good friend of mine, nathi who is a consecrated lay missioner. She's going to do that for the rest of her life. And I said, I, I don't think I can do it anymore. And she says, Armando, Armando, you think you're the only person that has school loans that wants to do overseas mission? You think you're the only person that's ever done that? Come on, there has, to be a, or there has to be an organization or there has to be like help in a sense. And sure enough, there was. So we have those opportunities and we won't know unless we do it. You know, and for some people, that's not their calling. But I think the fact that we go. And again, it's not just going by the stake of going. Right? I think prayer is essential. One of the best ways to really know is start here, start home. What's the saying? You know, you want to change the world, you want to make the world a better place. No, love your family, stay home, and do it here. But you won't know unless you listen. I think we always ask the questions, but we never want to hear the answers. But listening is very important, right? So when we pray, we got to not necessarily just do all the talking, but we got to listen.
0: Yeah, I think it makes sense. Now hearing you say that, it's like it totally makes sense. I remember when you left for Chile for 15, 14 months? How long was that? It was 14, but I an extra month. Added an extra month, <laughs> 15. I remember when you were leaving, everybody like here back home was just kind of like like devastated, you know? It was just like, what are we going to do with Almondo for like a year? You know, like, well, it's going to happen. Um, but now hearing you talk about talk about this, it makes complete sense because I feel like, like you were such a good example of, of being able to kind of do work in the community before without needing to go out first, you know? And I think that was the thing you made these connections with so many people here at the parish, whether it's with the CCD kids or whether it's uh, working with youth groups or um, like youth leaders, confirmation, everything, you know, like you had an impact on everyone here at home that it would be really selfish for us to kind of keep you here. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and that you were called to a lot greater things like to share what you did with us here out with other people in the world like other people needed it um needed you but like you made such an impact already it's like okay now it's time for us to kind of take that example it's like all right well what would mondo do right <laughs> like oh no no oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hold <Mondo> on not <laughs> give me the keys to the room at night. <laughs> nah, but i think with that it's also
1: the, your maturity um not just because you're 30 but i think your maturity and the faith it's just you're at another level you're Obviously, you know, you start off with the faith, you know, I, I've been involved in my parish for like, since I was 17. So like what, six years and I'm still a baby. I'm not even, I'm barely crawling, you know, and I, I can crawl, but at the same time, I don't want to, you know, and you, you're, you're walking. You're at the point where you're jogging and it's, it's inspiring because you, um, to you is no longer a feeling to you is no longer a trend or something that I do because it makes me feel good to you is something real. And it's rare to see that, you know, like almost as rare as seeing me wear white. I don't wear white, you know. (laughs) Um, And it's just like, it's really inspiring. And it's kind of like really like, okay, Juan, this guy, you're no different than him. He, you guys came from the same parish. You guys live down the block from each other, literally, you know, we're almost neighbors. And it's just kind of like a challenge. Like you need to, because you know, this individual kind of like the whole, your network determines your net worth. Like you, you know, this individual and he talks to you. So you have some qualities that, and not, I don't want to be like you in the sense, because I'm my own person, but I want to get my faith to where it is like yours. Like, it's not just something that you say and do or put on Instagram or Facebook. It's something that you live out. Like people see you, oh, that's Mondo. And you say the name Mondo and it means something really. And it comes back to God. And I think for me, it's it's challenging because you you hear my name and a bunch of things come to mind. And if the first thing that comes up isn't Jesus or God, then I'm doing something wrong. I think that's what, and with you, I see that. I see Mondo, oh, it's missionary God. He's leaving. Oh, he's not here. He's already on his way to the airport somewhere. Okay, he'll be back. You know? And and I think with us going back to what JC was saying, the whole, oh, it's cool. He's, I mean, the first time we left, I was like crying, like, oh, my girlfriend got dumped. (laughs) <laughs> oh no you know shout out to all nah <laughs> to all you girls out there you know who you are no but i think as i matured in my faith and i started as i started seeing you because kind of like when we all how, how would i put this because if you bring like a nice like a creature like a wild animal into your backyard it's not where it's meant to be you know And same with you guys, you can do work here, and you've done it. And I'm saying that you haven't, but you are called to do something more. You know, it's really inspiring. Oh, what am I called to do? Kind of like questioning me, like, what am I called to do? Like, he's found his calling, and it's awesome. And I know it's a daily struggle with you. I just think, uh, thank you, man, just for, like, showing a great example of what it is to be a man and to be Catholic.
2: Oh, man, thanks be to God. No, don't, don't, uh. Don't thank me just yet. Once, once we all die in Revelation and everyone sees what I've done, you know, it's, <laughs> we're gonna be like, "Oh, okay, we're on the same page. Don't worry." <laughs> but no, um, I think one the one of the greatest gifts that I, I I've ever received was, you know, when you fully become receptive to how much God has done for you and how much He loves you. All you can do, you you can't top that, or you can't. It becomes hard to ignore it, or just say okay that's cool and that's you know and sure all you can do is just be receptive to or to it and how do you become receptive seeing christ in other people you know i see christ in you guys i see christ here in in Madeira, you know and you think man this is great And i think to myself oh, you know christ is out there too and you know, what a great way to to bring christ out there too and to meet christ out there and it just kind of like you said, you're barely scratching the surface, you know, I've, I've lived 30 years, and I feel like I'm barely getting to know who God is, and I think the best way to do, from doing that is just meeting him in the people, because that's where he's at, right, like, in the people, and sometimes we can, we can forget that, I do that all the time, you know, I'm I'm really flawed, and sometimes I forget that, you know, you're driving, or or in my case, walking, and, you know, (laughs) You come across someone and you know you're like okay hi and that's it. You know. But no, Christ is there. You know Thomas Burton, one one of my heroes. You know he said it right. If only people knew they're like they were shining like the sun. It's like man, you know I want that. I want to see people that way uh, because I know that that's the same God who died for them. They mean a lot to Him just as much, you know. So how do I treat them? You know the same way that He would treat them and. You just kind of do it wherever you're at, and that's that's all you can really do, and, you know, it, how do I know that? Because you guys do it for me, you know, <laughs> like, that's the incredible part, you know, like I said, I can't give anything that I've never been, or I can't give back whatever was never given to me, and you guys definitely have given in abundance. Without that, I couldn't go out on mission, that's for sure, or at least overseas. No way, no way, no way. That'd be hard. Well, it would be a grace, you know, from God, but... You know, I I wouldn't be as passionate. You know, i would come across someone who says, you know what, um, life you know life isn't worth living. Life is hard. It's like no, no. You know, how do I know that? Because, you know, I live such a great life with such great people. I think one of the biggest poverty is because we're all poor, right? As Pope Francis says, you know, he wants the the poor church to serve the poor, and we're all poor in some way. One of the biggest poverties in the world, though, it's not necessarily a nexus or like the lack of financial stability or hunger, you know, but I think it's loneliness. I remember back uh, in New York, we were visiting a good friend of mine in the heart of Brooklyn. It was beautiful. I was like awestruck because I've never been to New York and we went to his apartment and we we're at the top story, you know, such a Hollywood moment, you know where you're looking at the skyscrapers and all the lights, and you're just like in awe. Like, I've never been in the city. This is exactly how it looks like in the movies. And I said, man, this is incredible. Super, like, romanticized in La La Land, you know? Like, this is great. And then he told me something that was really real, and he said, yeah, so many people, but how many of them are by themselves right now? And it's like, dang, that's true. You know, so many people in that city, and there's so many people that are alone. And I thought to myself, yeah, you know, loneliness is definitely one of the biggest poverty you know, and look at us, you know, like the fact that I have so many wonderful friends and even I feel lonely. Imagine those who are out there who don't have that. You know, all we can really do is just give that back. You know, if we can't give it back out there do it here. And I think that's one of the biggest things, you know, like I said, we start at home and then we see how farther God wants us to go. And in that, like it even fills our loneliness, right? And I, I think that's one of the biggest poverties we can uh, fight against when we go out on overseas missions. And like like I said, like it couldn't been done if I was, you know if I was really lonely here, then that would be hard to give back. But I can definitely say that was that's not the case, you know. Definitely feel loved here. Most definitely. Thanks be to God.
0: Yeah. It just brings like new perspective into everything, you know. I'm broke both ways. <laughs> Thanks, on <Mondo. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
2: well, you know God likes working through
0: broken people, right?
2: He worked through uh, Simon. He worked through Saul. He never uh, worked with them when they were complete. <laughs> That's the beauty about the church, right?
1: So what's what's next? What's next what's on the, the horizon? What's the plan? What's on your journey? Where right now? What's where are you going?
2: Well, um, I'll be going to bed right now in a little bit. No, <laughs> <You> have to <laughs> but, walk uh, first. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, God willing, I'll be going to Haiti. Uh, just like Juan Carlos did a couple of years ago, helping Sister Monica with the Sisters of Immaculate Conception. And I'll be going with uh, five amazing young ladies. We're all going to go and just definitely be with people in Haiti, just to be there, to laugh with them, to cry with them, to be confused in language. You know, uh, we tried really hard to learn uh, Haitian Creole because I think that's one of the greatest ways you can show you can love someone. And hopefully god willing i actually got accepted with an organization called family missions company so god willing i'll be leaving in september to louisiana get all that good cajun food yeah, um, jambalaya oh yeah i had that already i had some gumbo last time i was there it was amazing it was amazing but uh from there i'll be going in november i'll also be going to uh, coahuila mexico i've never been in that part of mexico so it'll be pretty exciting I think one of the beauties is I already know the language. I can Hopefully, I can definitely improve. <laughs> no, that's for sure. Spanish is crazy. Oh yeah, Especially I can definitely improve. Spanish, you know? but um, we'll see. They haven't been. They haven't told me where I'm going for the next two years. But we'll see where God sends me. I think that one of the beauties is that he. Uh, I've never, even with India, I know how I mentioned it earlier that you know I wanted to go, but it always felt like God was telling me where to go. I've never chosen. Where to go He's the one that did it And I've always Been content And very Just blessed. The countries I've been to I I never thought I'd be going to And the fact that That ends up happening It's like oh man I'm glad I listened I'm glad I I said yes Because imagine that Like I wouldn't have Created so many families So many friends I didn't get to know Who I really was You know And who I want to become If I didn't go to those places Trust
1: yeah. That's what I'm getting out of it, man. Trust.
2: Oh yeah. All you can do is trust. God puts you in a situation where that's all you have. You know, you're given that freedom, but you give you know, you're you become dependent. And you said, Well he he does two things. He he puts you in a situation where you say, Yes, yes yes or yes, I have to trust you because it would be foolish not to. And another thing is that he wants you to be poor. Like really poor, not necessarily like, no clothes or et cetera. Not like that. But he wants to be like, he wants to strip you from your pride, from your ego. He wants you to take. He wants you to be so poor. All you can give is your heart. All you can give is that, and be vulnerable. Because that's that's that takes a lot of vulnerability and that takes a lot of humility, you know, to do that. But he strips all that away from you. And that's all you can give. And that's that's OK, because that's that's what you should be giving right you know, Authentic relationships take a lot of vulnerability.
0: That's so, so awesome. Well, we're definitely uh, going to keep you in our prayers as always. And just looking forward to uh, everything that is going to happen for you, you know, um, within these trips. And I, I just wanted to make a plug real quick. We didn't uh, we didn't ask for it, but um, where can if people want to kind of follow you along on on your journey? Uh, where where can they where can they find you? Because I know you're going to be going to a lot of amazing places and uh, you actually have a blog, don't you?
2: I do. I I actually have that and it's been consistent
0: somewhat. It's so. it's really good. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I I think I found it through someone. You didn't tell me, you're your new one. You didn't tell me about it, but someone had posted it or Probably something. Diego. It Diego? I think it might have been Diego. Diego found it and then he's like, you need to read Mondo's blog. And I was like, I was hooked. Like, since the very first one. So he's a very really good writer. You have a way with words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, have you a way make them a way. right.
2: Oh any any grammar police, um, please have mercy on me. Because yeah. sometimes I you know, periods are not really uh, we don't go hand in hand. Commas work well for me, but so I'm just throwing that out there. But uh, yeah, I, I do have a blog. Um, it's actually the one I have to be consistent with because once I go on a mission I won't have my phone, no Instagram. But they do allow me to have this blog to keep I'm um, basically, especially with all those people that are sponsoring me, and a shout out to them, all those that are sponsoring me to our mission, because I could not do it without them. I'm very, very blessed to have them in my life. And the thing is that I'm not just going out on mission, they're going with me. You know, sometimes people can give, but they can't go, and sometimes people can go, but they can't, they don't have. So it just goes in full circle. And um, so uh, the, the blog is called uh, A Good Worth Fighting For, a good worth fighting for. Weebly dot Um, i try to be as consistent, especially now with, uh, I won't be having Instagram anytime soon anymore. and just slowly degenerating from social media, except for that blog to keep consistent in basis. Really quick. Speaking of shout outs, I want to shout out to you. Uh, I you. I want to I want to shout out to two people because you guys are talking about me like, well, oh, I don't know. I think about these two people at a higher pedigree because, oh my goodness. Thanks be to God. They said yes, like you said, right? Like, and uh a shout out to Jessica Reyes, who's in Spain right now. Woo woo. And also uh Francisco Garza, who's gonna be in the seminary with Albus of Saint Joseph. So a shout out to them. Uh, to me, they're they're truly my heroes. They said yes to the vocations and um please read Saint John Paul II's Mission of the Redeemer too. I think that's one of the best uh encyclicals I've ever read and definitely puts what it is to be go on mission and
0: what it's not. So if you want to track how the Haiti mission going, they actually have an Instagram account that I don't know who's uploading. Oh, that's
2: Karen. She is. Yeah. Uploading She's fierce to- <laughs> when it comes to the Instagram. But
0: uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure some pictures will be coming up or or even when you guys come back, someone will start uploading all those pictures. So if you want to find uh, everything that they're going to be doing in Haiti, you can follow Haiti mission underscore Madeira uh, and find out how they're doing in the school and find pictures of you know of the kids and and past missionaries that have gone in years past and all the work that's been going uh down out there so uh make sure to give that a follow also but first and foremost you need to follow the blog like follow the blog and uh we'll have all those links of everything in the description of the podcast so you can make sure uh to find them um down below and you know even if you're someone if if this moved you and you're someone who even like would like to get a hold of how to sponsor Mondo on his way. I know he's still looking for a couple more sponsors to finish out the, um, his trip or his needs that he's going to need. So, um, make sure it, the easiest thing I guess would be to contact us on here, especially if you don't know him personally, if you know him personally contact Mondo, right. Uh, for the time being that he's still here, but if not contact us and we'll get a hold of how we can, um, get all that situated, um, for him. I just want to say, thank you so much for just, just being here like and and sharing everything that you had to share because um you know regardless of if, if no one else takes anything out of it I know Juan and I are, are walking out of here like completely different than oh, when yeah. we walked in just from your wisdom and just your words and just like just uh, we really like value your friendship and like again, just thank you so much for saying yes to, to be on the podcast. Like we appreciate it. And um glad we were able to document this and it's going to live on forever on the internet. Oh <laughs> no! no, no. <laughs> so people can go back and listen to it, but yeah, no, thank you I for having me. It's really good. Dang. I'm just quiet. I'm
1: never quiet. It's just like, kind of <laughs> like when you go somewhere to meet, uh, and everything they're saying is just, you're just fading off of it and trying to like, if I had a notebook, I'd write everything down, you know, but we have it on the podcast. It's just, you yeah, can go back and take notes later. It's like, Wisdom, we like the Yoda or something. (laughs) I don't even watch Star Wars, and I kind of still know he's like a wisdom figure, you know. Sure, look like him right now. (laughs) uh, Thanks be to God, it's it's all him because Master
0: Uguay or the guy (laughs) from the Karate Kid. I wish. (laughs) Mister (laughs) Miyagi. And this podcast just took a turn for the nostalgic. Talking movies now. (laughs) Okay, we can do awesome. We can do another one. (laughs) But yeah, wait for that episode. We'll do a movie. Uh, but yeah um, Just again um, Hope you guys enjoy this If you took anything Out of this episode Which I know you did There's no way you could have Could have got this far And not taken away something um, Please rate and review us on iTunes That's the only thing we ask um, Help us to You know Get the ratings up for this podcast So more and more people can see it And we could just share it With a lot more people um, You know Give us stars You know Review us um, Follow us on all the other networks uh, Especially on Instagram uh, We're posting more quality type stuff and especially on our stories we're going live a little bit more um and all that so be make sure to check us out and we'll definitely be updating on on mondo's journey on on our socials um, as we go on too so uh just wanted to again thank you guys so much for listening to this episode we will catch you guys in the next one peace